Chats from the Blog Cabin. Your favorite podcast is here. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. You know the show where I virtually invite people into the Blog Cabin to chat about life or coffee. Like today, we're going to be chatting about coffee. And joining me today is Trenton. And Trenton, before we get into coffee and what you're all about, let's talk about who you are first. Yeah. Thank, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Melissa. I uh, was excited to come join your podcast. I've listened to a few episodes. Thank you guys. Some really good stuff. Um, so yeah, my name is Trenton Hudson. Uh, I started a company called Corma. We make coffee out of date seeds. That's kind of a healthy alternative. I also produce cartoons. I That was how I kind of ended up in L.A., and then L.A. led me to kind of making date coffee, right? Um, yeah, entertainment was kind of my avenue for the longest time. And I'm still involved in that. The date coffee is something that's new that I started doing in the last year. But yeah, cartoons, stand-up comedy, that's my background. And I just kind of fell into date coffee due to my own personal circumstances. Um, but yeah, I mean, really about me, I'm just kind of a kid from the middle of nowhere who ended up in Los Angeles, you know, trying to make things happen and make his dreams come true. The middle of nowhere. So where is the middle of nowhere? <laughs> so I, I grew up in a town, a uh, small town in Missouri called Wellsville. So okay. shout out to Wellsville, Missouri. But yeah, a tiny town, like 1,200 people. Um, <clears throat> so That's yeah. actually big considering where I'm from. Where I'm from was a smaller, well, not originally from, but where I basically grew up from 18 on is a small yeah. town. It's like less than 800 people. So Oh, yeah, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah, for so sure. Let's first talk about before we start talking about coffee. Let's talk about cartoonists. Is that part of your cartoon work in the behind you? Yeah. So, so this show behind me right here, this is called The Lounge. This was the first cartoon that I made. And so, my brothers and I started a production company. We have kind of a uh, boutique production company animation studio here, and. Um, we uh, so we started out on YouTube, and then you know Comedy Central picked us up, and we did that show with them for two years, and then that just kind of led to a bunch of other you know opportunities uh, in this realm. Give me a second. I'm gonna close my window because there's construction going on outside. So have a second. Okay, not a problem. <laughs> you know it's real life, folks. You get you get dogs barking. Like I particularly had one moment when I had to go chase down my dog because she started running across the yard. Or, I even yeah. had a moment when I was actually recording one and a rooster from two houses down was right outside the window, just cocking a little human. I'm like, really? Uh, <laughs> so I get that. Real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, where was I? Yeah, the cartoon. So, uh, yeah, you know, that, that was the first one we did. And then, you know, since then, working with Comedy Central, we've done some smaller projects with, uh, we did a thing with Showtime. We did some stuff with uh, Kevin Hart's LOL Network. And, you know, during the whole pandemic, we kind of were more focused on packaging up some full length shows to pitch to TV networks. And uh, that's actually going like really good. I don't want to jinx anything, but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. And maybe I'll have you come back on once you talk about once you land some of those. I would love to have you. Yeah, back yeah. On. that'd be cool. So what made you get into that before we get talking about the date coffee? So. I was just always drawn to comedy. I, I have four brothers. I'm the middle child, no girls in the family. And there's only seven years from oldest to youngest. So mm -hmm. our household growing up was a lot of 
making fun of one another, making jokes at everyone else's expense, talking smack, but but being funny about it, right? So, you know, it was a lot of conversations of, you know, how, you know, everyone has those conversations with their friends. Man, we should make a TV show or, man, we should make mm-hmm. a cartoon or whatever. But then that's as far as the conversation goes, right? So we had a lot of those. And then one day I was 23 years old. I was living in San Diego. I was working as a financial advisor. Didn't like my job at all. It just wasn't for me. And I was, you know, kind of trying to figure out the new life path that I wanted to take and called one of my brothers and was like, yo, I'm going to make cartoons and do comedy. I don't know if I I would love to have you do it, too. And it just kind of went from there. And then we, you know, taught ourselves how to animate, spent a year and a half learning that and trying to develop characters and learn how to write. So we, we spent a year and a half just learning not making any content, not doing anything at all, except just mm-hmm. learning and getting prepared to to do this. And, and that was all just self-taught, watching YouTube and watching tutorials on how to use the animation software. Wow. And what's it like working with your brothers? Because I know sometimes family can be, you can't, sometimes can't separate the line between family and coworker, you know, sometimes? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'll, I'll say this. <clears throat> we are very blessed in our situation because we're all best friends and so it's I, I think our dynamic with working with one another is the best I've ever had with anybody because nobody's afraid to speak up. No one feels the need to bite their tongue. And, you know, there, there, there's no fights. There's no arguments about like which direction to take things. It's a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, the, the good thing is if someone has a, a bad idea, like nobody is afraid to say, that's a dumb idea. We're not doing that, mm-hmm. which is great. Like I, I, you know, we all need, uh, you know, the, the kind of criticism that's like, that's not good enough. And, and especially, you know, we, we're, we're brothers, so we can say it to each other in a way that, you know, we're not bringing each other down, but we're still mm-hmm. being like smart Alex to each other. Right. And it's all, you know, still part of that playful family dynamic of, you know, it's not, you know, to, to put someone down is to say, Hey, come with something funnier next time. Right. (laughs) I love that. Has there ever been one time when you're like, no, I'm going to leave this in and you're just going to have to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that does happen. So there's, you know, it's, it's a lot of compromise of course, but uh, most of the time it's, it's a voting system. It's, it's Mm -hmm. like if everyone votes completely against that idea or sometimes we do let the minority override. If, if one person is even like, we absolutely can't do this. This isn't as funny as you think it is. I promise. Like, I hate this character we made up or whatever it may be. Right. Then if, if there's enough passion behind it, we'll, we'll go with uh, the, the solo person who's fighting for their own, but usually it's, we'll, we'll take a vote on something. Speaking of passion, which leads us to the date coffee. You just said you started it. You created it because of something that you've gone through. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So I had a heart attack when I was 20 years old. Wow. And I had another one when I was 21 years old. So this this is kind of like a quick breakdown of what happened. So I, I have two aneurysms in my LAD. And for anyone who may be listening who doesn't know what an uh, aneurysm is, because I wasn't sure until I had one, uh, essentially it's when your artery wall weakens and it'll kind of balloon a little bit and expand. So your blood doesn't flow straight through there uh, efficiently like it should. And sometimes with that extra space, it can kind of tumble in there and it'll clot. So each of those aneurysms caused a clot. And so that caused each one of my heart attacks about 15 months apart. 
And luckily, before I had my first heart attack, my heart had already developed feeder arteries around my LAD because there's no blood flowing through my LAD anymore. Um, typically, that's the end of it, if, if that's the mm -hmm. case. But yeah, some, someone's looking out for me. So I'm, I'm very blessed, very thankful that, you know, my, my body was like, something's not right here. Let's do what we can. And um, now my I, I feel great. This this was 10 years ago. I'm, I'm 31 now. Um, last time I saw my cardiologist, we did pretty much every test in the book and everything came back amazing. And my heart suffered almost, almost no damage at all from, from even both heart attacks, which is lucky wow. because when you have a heart attack, whatever damage is done to it, you just got to live with that. It doesn't recover repair. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. I don't, I don't know what, what I did to, to get so lucky from a bad circumstance, but that, that's what it is. So. But yeah, I feel great now. Um, I exercise a lot and I always did, but you know, nothing really bothers me except caffeine. Caffeine mm -hmm. really, because caffeine constricts your arteries a little bit. So for people with cardiovascular issues, it's not really what we want to be drinking, right? So caffeine gives me chest pain. So I pretty well steer clear of it. And I, I kind of stumbled across date coffee on accident. And it just kind of happened to be at a really good time because um, it was about a year after I just like completely gave up caffeine, I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. It's, you know, not doing it for me. Um, and I, cause I just, you know, I, I eat a lot of dates and I happen to be one of those people who will try to recycle, reuse, or, you know, whatever kind of food waste maybe. So I, I just Googled one day, I found myself throwing away a lot of date seeds and I'm like, I wonder if there's anything I can do with these. Right. Mm -hmm. So I Googled what you can do with leftover date seeds. And it turns out that you can roast them, grind them up and drink them like coffee. So I started making it for myself pretty often and I got tired of making it. I was like, I just want to buy this in the stores and I, couldn't <laughs> find, <laughs> and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm like, okay, here's an opportunity for me to provide that then for, you know, people who are looking for something like this, um, something that actually tastes like coffee and it's super healthy for you. It's a ton of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fiber, um, great for your digestion. It's good for your skin. It's shown to a uh, few compounds in it have been shown to improve your brain health. Um, it's obviously heart healthy if I'm drinking it mm -hmm. and, and it's all natural. We, we use organic date seeds. We add a little bit of chicory root to it, which is really popular in new Orleans. Um, like they like to add it to their coffee, but you know, that that's another natural herb that's really healthy and there's nothing else in it. There's no additives. There's no artificial flavoring, no artificial anything. So our, our whole brand is built upon like, I have kind of a problem with, you know, our standard American diet and the things we put in mm -hmm. food and don't tell consumers. And, you know, we load it with fillers and, you know, artificial in anything artificial we can to bring the price down, right. To bring our costs down. But I think, you know, our, our brand is really built on integrity and everything that we make, I use myself. Like I started making the date coffee myself for me and wanted to share it with other people. And we introduced a, a coffee scrub um, not long ago that's super great for your skin and it's only got six ingredients in it, no additives, no chemicals. It's all just natural oils, the ground coffee, some sea salt, um, and, and, you know, like organic coconut sugar, those type of things that are just mm -hmm. things that I love to put on my skin as it is, you know, with different kind of scrubs and oils and whatnot and to really bring out the best in it. And, but yeah, that that's the whole, the whole brand is, you know, health wellness and you know taking care of ourselves and not putting any of those extra things in that we don't need you know
Yeah, that's so true. Now, I want to get more into this, but right now we need to take a brief commercial break, but then we'll be right back. Chats from the blog cabin. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now. Chats from the blog cabin. Hit subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Homeschooling just got easier and deliciously fun. My new book, Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith-Building Activities for Homeschooling Families is a delightful devotional the whole family will love. With encouragement for mom, fun family activities, conversation starters, and simple baking recipes. It's sure to feed your family's faith while building lasting memories in just minutes a week. And we are back talking about date coffee. Now you mentioned you have you had to give up caffeine because of your health because it yeah. constricted your arteries. So how did you go about doing that? Because I know, for instance, like I suffer from migraines a lot. So if mm. I I have to have just a little bit of caffeine, or if not, I get a huge migraine. Yeah. So let's talk about ways that you gave up the caffeine. Honestly, it wasn't that hard because when it was giving me chest pain, I'm like this is something that I have to do. It wasn't a choice. You know, I was forced into this. Um, so, you know, it, it was just, I, I just like feeling good. <laughs> that It's kind of that simple. And, and I didn't want to have to worry about any adverse effects from, you know, what I was putting in my body and whatever. Like I, I can play basketball all day long and my heart feels great, but you know, just if I have two cups of coffee, nah, I'll chest pain, for the next couple hours, but I, I can have one cup of coffee and be fine. And sometimes I will have coffee if I'm on like a long road trip or something, I'll have one cup, but never more than one coffee a day. I never do it two days in a row. Honestly, I haven't had a cup of real coffee and it's, it's been probably a month or so since I even had one, but yeah, I love coffee though. And that was why I had to come up with something that, you know, is pretty close. Cause I love the taste of coffee. I love the smell of coffee, the ritual, mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't like me the way I like it. So I had to, had to replace her. <laughs> now you just talked about traveling. How, how did you travel without getting that coffee? Cause you said you can, you only have it like one cup and not two days in a row. Yeah. So was there, did you find alternatives that you could use or did you bring your coffee with you and brew it in the. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if I'm, if I'm starting out a road trip, I'll bring a to go cup with me. But if, if it's somewhere I got to stop, um, you know, how did I travel before it was, Honestly, I was I never got a lot out of caffeine. Um, mm -hmm. It never really did a lot for me. It it didn't make me feel too much more alert. It made my body feel slightly anxious, not alarming mm -hmm. anything like that, not enough to throw me off. I mostly drank coffee because I love the taste. And so in the ritual, like I like to, you know, I'm an early riser. I get up at 5 a.m. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I like to go through my morning routine, but then sometimes I like to go out on my patio watch the sunrise, you know, have a cup of coffee and just chill and relax while everyone else is still sleeping and the world's not chaotic yet. And I can, you know, just enjoy the peace. Right. Um, but yeah, so that, that was kind of what I made it for. And it just so happens, you know, whenever I was looking at all the research into date coffee, it just happened to be super good for you. Um, so that was just another like bonus on top of what I was looking for. 
And so dates are considered a superfood and there's, you know, just tons and tons of data about, you know, why you should eat dates, you know, and a lot of people think that, well, I don't want to eat dates or I don't want to drink the date coffee because there's so much sugar in it. Mm -hmm. But the thing is with dates, it's, it's not like a refined sugar that's going to spike your insulin levels and things like that. Dates actually have a really low glycemic index so they can help regulate your blood sugar levels. Um, and, and, and the same thing with the coffee and, you know, eating dates has been shown to um, reduce labor times in pregnant women and help facilitate a more natural labor. Um, yeah, helps with digestion with the fiber and a handful of the minerals that are in it. Um, it's got B vitamins and I think there's like beta carotene in it. And I think that's, you know, another element of it that's great for your brain health. Um, but yeah, you know, it was just kind of everything that I wanted, you know, and without having to take on that caffeine intake to, you know, still have have my morning routine, but without having to worry if like, well, maybe I should wait, you know, three, four days before I have another cup of coffee, because it's going to give me chest pain. But at the same time, if I have coffee two days in a row, and it's giving me chest pain, I probably shouldn't have it even a single day. And that was kind of, you know, how I was kind of kind of my frame of thinking at the time with shifting completely away from coffee. So yeah, I know, I know a ton of people that are like, I could never give up coffee. And I'm not really here to convince anyone that because I totally understand like coffee is great. Um, but yeah, for the people who are looking for something a little healthier, or you know, if caffeine is bothering you, um, my mom used to drink a whole pot of coffee every morning. And now oh, she yeah. has Yeah. <laughs> and now she has one cup of coffee. And then she drinks the date coffee and she told me she feels way better than, than she used to. She doesn't have the jitters, the afternoon crash. She doesn't feel sluggish, you know, in, in the late morning, early afternoon. And so that's, you know, what I, what I was hoping to be able to provide for people and, you know, give people something that they really want and enjoy and can feel good about when, when they're when they're drinking it. Now, you mentioned that you looked at the date when you were eating it because you eat a lot of dates and you're like, oh, I wonder how you can do it. And you did research. How long did it take you to actually perfect it to where it actually tasted good as coffee? That took a little little effort, a little effort for sure, because so, you know, I, I was experimenting with roasting times, roasting temperatures, and also trying to figure out the right amount of chicory root to add to it to give it that better balance because the date coffee itself without the chicken root is, is fairly sweet and we do offer a light roast that's just date seeds and nothing else um but you know i i was for myself looking for something that was pretty close to coffee and i think a lot of other people are too so i wanted it to you know get get it get as close to coffee as i could while still having a unique flavor profile that doesn't taste exactly like coffee um but it definitely took me not not a super super long time because i could run like quite a few experiments over the course it, it like a few days really but that was just experimenting for a few days right so it was like mm -hmm. i had all these different <clears throat> roasting times and temperatures ready to go and then it was just kind of like okay well now how much which one of these is the best how's it taste how much and then from there okay how much chicory root should i add now so it, it was definitely a process, a lot of trial and error, but um, yeah, I knocked it out in a, a few days. But again, that was a few days of just running as many experiments as I could. 
So you said a few days. What did you said it tastes like coffee? Like, would it be just like a black cup of coffee? Do you add anything to it? I mean, because my first thought was I'm not a really big coffee drinker. I don't mm. like like the straight. I like the flavor of coffees, like for instance, yeah. Starbucks white chocolate mocha is like. Oh yeah, favorite. white chocolate mocha is my go-to when I'm at Starbucks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so so ours is. I I actually like to make it as a latte. Um, so I, I have I just bought like a fairly cheap espresso machine and um, one that already uses ground uh, coffee because we don't sell it whole bean because the date seeds are denser and they're also quite a bit larger than a coffee bean. So your traditional coffee grinder at home isn't going to cut it. it. It's I tried it. I, I bought one and it overheated and crashed on me real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I like to add a little bit of honey and, and make a latte with either oat milk or sometimes I'll use flax milk or something like that. I, I try to stay away from soy, but every now and again, I do like the soy milk latte because I don't know why, but soy milk, in my opinion, is makes a latte perfect. It tastes so good. But I, I try to kind of stay away from it every now and again. But um, yeah, so I, I like to, yeah, honey and some kind of somewhat healthy or milk version is generally the way I go. Do you see you coming up with, flavors with the coffee or do you think you oh yeah definitely definitely so yeah. so right right now we, we have a toasted coconut and we, we run that one year round we also uh do some seasonal flavors we have pumpkin spice uh available right now of course and the pumpkin spice is actually like super good and i'm like i like flavored coffee but i like more of i generally gravitate to the more chocolatey ones right so mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm kind of like a chocolate fiend honestly <laughs> um and yeah like i said the white chocolate mocha that's that's my go-to um, but you know, it, it's kind of tough to find, you know, we, we've experimented with a handful of different flavors and it's been really tough to find ways that we can implement new flavors while still, you know, staying true to our brand integrity. So, you know, people always ask, are you ever going to put a vanilla out? And I'm like, never, like, we're never going to have a vanilla one because real vanilla is so expensive. Like we, we would have to charge you 40, 50 bucks a bag if we were going to put real vanilla in it. Um, so, and, and yeah, we're not going to use artificial vanilla cause that's, you know, not who we are. So it's, it's kind of like this, you know, delicate balance and testing process of, okay, what can we put in here? That's still gonna, you know, be on par with what we're shooting for. So like our toasted coconut is just roasted date seeds and coconut and that's it or organic date seeds organic coconut that's all that's in there and so our our whole you know kind of philosophy is how do we what flavors can we come up with that are going to be delicious people want but still are you know fa fall in line with who we are so but yeah we're, we're always kind of experimenting and we got some like kind of off the wall ideas that we're throwing around right now, as far as flavors go, maybe something that's like more of a berry flavor or something like that. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a work in progress. And I think that's the funnest part for me probably is I, I love just experimenting with products and seeing what I can do and come up with. And, you know, but yeah, it's a, that, that's a long process. The, the classic blend didn't take too long. Finding another flavor <laughs> has taken yeah. me way longer. Yeah, but I think you nailed it with the pumpkin spice because everybody's crazy about mm -hmm. pumpkin spice. So yeah, I think the, the you pumpkin spice is that. awesome. Yeah, and that one's easy to make, right? It's just you know basically date seeds, chicory root, and some pumpkin spice mixed on in there, and 
it's, it's ready to roll. And luckily, Pumpkin Spice is, you know, still still on board with who we are and our brand with, you know, just a couple of spices thrown in. But yeah, that's kind of, you know, where, where we're at right now. But the Pumpkin Spice is awesome. And we're, we're always working to see uh, what else we can cook up. Wow. So you talked also talked about the coffee scrubs. When did you decide to go and like divert it a little bit and, <laughs> and diversify? Because you're talking yeah. about cooking and you're a cartoonist. So coffee scrubs, where does that fall in? <laughs> <laughs> the, the coffee scrub was similar to the coffee. It was something I started making it for myself long before I ever launched it in, in the store on, on our website. And it was, you know, I, I like to take pretty good care of my skin and good care of myself overall, like inside and out. And um, yeah, I started using the coffee scrub and mixing it with just like some coconut oil and some jojoba oil. And um, and, I, and I was like using just, just the coffee for that. But then I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I need it to be a, a little more going on in it. And also there was another issue I had. I think the biggest issue I had was that if it was just like the coffee grounds and, you know, some oils, if you're using this in the shower, like I use it in the shower, obviously it's a scrub, so it's pretty messy. But mm -hmm. if, if, you know, I had an instance where I'm testing this and um, obviously in the shower, you're going to get water in it. So that product has the potential to eventually mold if you leave it in your shower for a long time. Um, so I used, um, Hawaiian black lava salt, which is basically a, a natural sea salt infused with charcoal. So the salt is not only great for your skin and the charcoal is great for your skin. It also absorbs any water that gets in, which is why, you know, look, most coffee scrubs that you're going to use, the number one ingredient in it is sea salt. And that's why, because it'll prevent your product from, from anything from basically going bad in it right um but you know it's just a bonus that's great for your skin so i was kind of trying to formulate this in a way that it's going to make your skin feel really good soft clean and also provide certain nutrients and things for your skin so for example uh jojoba oil is in it and that is great for it gets your body to produce ca uh, collagen naturally mm -hmm. so you don't need to take supplements for it um it's got Grapeseed oil, rich in vitamin E, great for your skin. Coconut oil, great for your skin. Coconut sugar, great at softening. Um, the salt with the charcoal helps remove toxins. And the date seeds deliver antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, along with, you know, the vitamins and minerals that come out of the other things. But, you know, I, I just wanted to, again, give give people what, what I was already using because I loved it. And I was like, well, if I love it, maybe someone else will too. And it's it's been it's been moving pretty well. Is there another product that you're thinking about coming out with? I mean, you've done the coffee now and you're doing the, the coffee scrub. Is there another product that you've kind of experimented on yourself with to actually <laughs> the market? I, I have. Uh, I, I can't talk about it right now because it doesn't exist yet. Uh, as far as like no one else is making it. But I, yeah, there, there's some other things we're, we're cooking up over here that are going to kind of kind of change things up a little bit. But yeah, that like I said, that that's that's like my favorite part of this. That's what I love to do is come up with products and test and experiment and see you know what else I can come up with that it, that is good for you that people are gonna like and um, so yeah, always 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 in the lab cooking things up. I, I consider myself an artist like first and foremost, so I love to create whether it's cartoons, coffee, 
whatever it is. That, that's that's my thing. That's my mo. So let's go through the process. Once you've already decided, okay, I want I want to create this date coffee for everybody else to do and not just for me. And I just honestly can't keep going through and, and creating all these little bags for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. How did, you, how did you start your company? How did you finally say, okay, I'm ready to go public with this or go and start sharing it with others. Mm-hmm. Take me through that process. Cause I'm sure you probably got a lot of no's to begin with. Kinda. I, I took all the initiative at first, so I didn't have to hear any no's honestly. Um, so I started it. Um, I started it a little over a year ago, right, right over a year ago. So, you know, we're still deep in the pandemic. So, um, I had a lot of extra time on my hands. Um, but so whenever I, the day I decided to make it, whenever I couldn't find it in the store and I was like, I'm tired of making this, that was Labor Day 2020. Three weeks later, I had an online store where you could buy the date coffee. And so in those three weeks, I, my process was basically, okay, how am I going to get product to make this with? Because at first I was just using like the leftover date seeds that I was eating for myself. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can't use those and I wouldn't have enough. (laughs) And no no one wants those. Right. Um, So I'm like, okay, where's, where can I find a farm that's going to be able to meet up with my demand in this and that. So, you know, I'll, Number one step was find a supplier. If I'm going to sell this, I got to find someone who can get it to me. Um, so I toured a couple date farms, um, decided on one basically who could give me the kind of date seeds because we use a specific type of date seed. And there's like over 100 kinds of date seeds. Wow. Um, so, you know, it, it was figuring that out. And one, once I had that figured out, it was like, OK, I, I got to get some packaging real quick. So and, and like I say, I did all this in three weeks and. I tell people all the time, if you're going to start a business, you don't have to wait till everything is perfect because check this out. This was my first coffee bag. So this cheap little paper coffee bag, it does have like a little vent on it, but it's not anything special. I don't even know if that works. <laughs> I got these on Amazon. I got these on Amazon. I bought a pack of 50 of them and sold all of them. But one, I kept one so you could kind of see how the progress goes. But yeah, this cheap paper coffee bag. And then this is now my third bag. So now it's like printed on, it's gold, it looks really nice, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you don't have to figure out till everything gets absolutely perfect before you launch. So I, I think <clears throat> the quicker you can jump in, the better, because not, even, even aside from the money, like if I, if I wouldn't, ha- if I would have waited until I really had a package like this that I was like really happy with, because I wasn't mm-hmm. super happy with this, I knew I was going to change it, but I, I, it allowed me to hurry up and get it out there. Um, and, and get feedback from my customers, which was great. And, you know, I, the feedback from customers was amazing because it helped guide me in what, what I needed to do with my business as far as, you know, my product goes. And I changed a lot of things. The only thing I never changed was the recipe because people said, you know, they loved it. Although I did tweak the, the toasted coconut recipe a little bit because I got some feedback on that, that suggested we should switch it just a little bit. Um, the only thing we really changed was the ratio of date seeds to, to coconut and but that was again valuable feedback and so your 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 customers your clients whoever it is or your audience you know watching your podcast they're they're always going to give you great feedback that'll help you you know a, along your journey and kind of direct you in which direction you need to go in in those moments that you're unsure so i think you know the the, the faster we can get it out there uh the better and yeah so so that three weeks process 
you know, fund suppliers, touring date farms, uh, finding packaging, designing packaging, building a website, finding influencers to reach out to who could try to, you know, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. send you some coffee, post about it, whatever. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a ton of work in those three weeks. I pretty much didn't sleep, <laughs> but I, I was trying to, I, I was working like someone else was doing the exact same thing and trying mm -hmm. to beat me to it. And, and then after that, you know, I started selling and then it was like, okay, things are starting to pick up a little bit. I'm moving a little bit faster. So now it's like, okay, what, what can I delegate? So, and, and things are moving well. So people are a lot more willing to do business with you. <laughs> so yeah, I, sure. I, I got, I found a coffee company who would co-pack my coffee for me. So now they, they roast it, they grind it, they bag it, they do all that. And that allows me to focus more on selling and, you know, uh, whatever else it may be. Um, but yeah, so it was, you know, uh, that three weeks I flew through and then, you know, the next few months I'm still making this coffee in my kitchen. Uh, <laughs> I, I did that for like, a lot of months actually and then i was like okay let, let's I, I can't meet up with the demand anymore i can't keep roasting this coffee in my oven right <laughs> so um so yeah i started reaching out to pretty much every coffee company that i could basically that's w within a close range of me so i could keep everything kind of in southern california mm -hmm. um so i i called a lot and most of them didn't do co-packing or if they did, they didn't want to because they didn't know how the date seeds would go through the roaster, the grinder, whatever. And I found a coffee company who was willing to do it. And so we started doing some, we, we roasted it. Everything goes great. We start grinding it. Things go bad because the grinder's mm -hmm. not powerful enough and it overheated and broke and <laughs> had, wow. had to order a whole new one. Um, so definitely, I mean, it's, it's, on the surface, it looks like everything was flowing smoothly and, you know, everything's all hunky-dory and we're just growing and progressing. But no, not at all. A lot of road bumps, a um, lot, of, lot of issues. And, you know, there there was a time when I, I first started working with this coffee company and I, I wasn't diligent enough about making sure the test roast came out good. Mm. And then we, we made a whole batch of coffee that wasn't really good enough <laughs> wow so not not a ton it was, it was like a couple hundred bags but that's still like the coffee you can't really use and it costs you a lot of money um mm -hmm. but yeah so that's you know just kind of part of business unfortunately and that's a lesson learned and not not the most expensive lesson i've had to learn so it's not too bad but <laughs> you you still want to try to you know mitigate those and minimize them as much as you can but yeah, that's, you know, part of the journey and part of it's kind of fun going through those because yeah. <laughs> pro problem solving is fun, right? But, you know, whenever you're in that moment, you're just like, oh, my God, that's just something else, right? Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it's a fun journey. And like I said, I, I like to be creative. So whatever I can kind of do to, to to bring things together and make things happen and, you know, use that as my creative avenue, I'm always, always looking for, for things like that. Was there ever a time during that whole process that you're like, what am I doing? It's This is crazy. Why am I doing this? It's just way too much. Everything seems to be falling apart. Cause, and, you know, when one thing happens, everything else seems to follow right behind it, it seems. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll just say, yeah. There, and so... It's almost like giving me PTSD because there was this one moment where <laughs> there's so many things kept going wrong. 
And, you know, I was, and this was whenever I was also still making my coffee uh, at home. And so I'm, I'm super busy making coffee all the time. I'm like, I'm spending too much time making coffee. And now I'm just like, these things are piling up. And, you know, and then, and then this issue happens or whatever, whatever it may be. Right. And just like, so all these things started happening at once as I'm already overwhelmed because I'm still making the coffee. And then I, I, I pulled back a little bit and stopped like working so hard. And what I should have done in the moment was started delegating sooner instead of, cause I was, I was feeling really burnt out. Um, and my, my mind wasn't in the right place to, to get up early and go after it every day. Like I wasn't in the beginning. And then, so, you know, I had to go through this kind of phase of, okay, how do I get my mind back in the correct place? How do I get myself back mm -hmm. mentally prepared to jump back in this and, and, and delegate those things that are burning me out and, you know, kind of navigate this part of this journey in, in a healthy way, because otherwise my business is going to go under if I don't. So, yeah, there, and yeah, I was, I was feeling burnt out for a, a couple months. I was just like, I, I don't care anymore. I don't like this. <laughs> um, definitely went through that phase. I feel like I've went through pretty much over the last little over a year. I feel like I've went through pretty much every emotion, every every phase, highs, lows. I've had, you know, those moments where you get off the phone with someone about business and you just like so elated because you got such good news or something good's about to happen that you're setting up. And you're just like, you, you, you feel, it feels so good. You just have so much energy to get out. You just want to like run around your house and do flips on your furniture. Right. Yeah. And then I've also had those moments where it feels like everything is about to just crash down on you and, and, and you're going to drown and you, you don't yeah. know if you're ever going to swim back to the surface. Um, so now things are good. We're waiting in the water and we're, we're, <laughs> we're not drowning. I'm not feeling burnt out. I've delegated the right things to, to different people. And, um, but yeah, every emotion and it's still ups and downs. Like we're, we're waiting in the water right now, but we're, we're, we're going to go back under and bob up and down and then swim strong and things like that. Like that's kind of part of this whole process. And, you know, there's, there's always going to be blips in the road. There's always going to be obstacles. And so my, my big focus, honestly, with everything is more internally and um like that's why i get up at 5 a.m i get up at 5 a.m I, I meditate i do some breathing exercises then i hit the gym and that keeps me in a place of self-motivation and clarity mm -hmm. and it, it keeps my brain from being foggy and it keeps me just at, at equilibrium so that no matter what happens I, i'm i'm still balanced whether if, if my business goes under tomorrow I'm personally, from a personal standpoint, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be fine. I'll, I'll be down a little bit, but I'm not, it's mm -hmm. not going to pull this. I'm not going to feel this weight of everything collapsing on me. I'm not going to feel like it's pulling me under. My life isn't over. It's just another bump in the road. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, from, from my, my place, um, a lot of it is, you know, just th this is business, but this mm -hmm. is more of a personal journey for me. And the business is a byproduct of that and a, a bonus point of that. Um, so, yeah, business is great. But, yeah, I'm, I'm always, you know, I, I've noticed that the more I work on myself, just the better it is for my entire life. Business, other personal relationships, um, 
my own mentality, everything. So just that that's kind of been my experience as far as, you know, just kind of you talk about the ups and downs. So as long mm-hmm. as I feel like as long as I'm working on myself and staying strong up here, there, there is no down that can bring me down with it, regardless of, you know, what's going on in the business. Wow. Now, you mentioned several times you had to learn to delegate. I know that's a lot of times with small business owners that we don't because we create something. We don't want to give it away. We don't want to give it off to somebody because it's our baby and we don't want someone else to take part of it because you're so scared of somebody basically screwing it up. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) I was just thinking it's like it's it's tough to find trust. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's already hard enough for one to find people that are trustworthy mm-hmm. whatever you for your business right but i think you know ex- exactly what you're kind of sounds like you're alluding to is we have our own issues to get over to 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 give that trust yeah so and, and yeah that's something that i i went through too because even as much as i couldn't wait to quit making the coffee I knew that when I was making it, it was getting made right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then, like I even said, I had this issue of, you know, a, a couple hundred bags of coffee were made slightly off and not not up to standard. Um, but I think what it really <clears throat> came down to uh, for me and my experience was you can either trust other people to do the things that you were doing. Or you can you, you you're, you're putting a ceiling on your success. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing everything, the ceiling for success is very, very low. One man can only do so much. I don't care if you're Superman. <laughs> there's, there's only so many hours in a day. So if you're not delegating some of those things to other people, you, you just have too much on your plate and, and you get burnt out. Your your personal life is going to suffer. It's in it, in my experience, you know, it'll you'll let it bleed into everything. So the once you once you get over that hump of trusting other people, it, it allows you to just flourish. But that is not an easy hump to get over all the time it can, it can be it can be difficult so what did you find that you delegated did you delegate like the chores that were like tedious for you and you really you know like i don't have time for this or did you delegate other things so the the first thing i had to delegate was that the tedious thing so the actual process of making the coffee is tedious and it takes a lot of time so mm-hmm. i i that was the first thing i had to delegate to open up more time for me to focus on other things. Um, the next thing I delegated was finding people who could help sell it because I'm only one person. I can only spend so much time doing that. Um, and then, you know, finding people who could run my uh, SEO and marketing mm-hmm. because number one, SEO is like, I'm, I could figure it out, but I don't have time to figure it out. Right. Mm-hmm. That's I, let, let me just pay someone who, who, that's what they do for a living because they're going to do it better than I ever could. And so I'm my, my thinking with that is, okay, I could spend the time and energy to do SEO, but that's going to me doing it myself is going to be more expensive than paying somebody to do it because they're going to do it that much better than me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's spreading out the, the workload, of things things that you're too busy for like I'm, I'm too busy to make coffee i'm not too busy to sell coffee even though i have people helping with that i'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. too busy for that but it's you know so certain things like like the seo let me hire someone who's better so it's, it's not just about the time it's also about the the quality and that's why i say like 
it, it's cheaper for me to hire somebody to do my SEO than do it myself mm-hmm. because time is worth more than money. And I'm, I'm, I'm spending all, if I was doing the SEO myself, I would be spending so much time learning it and then trying to implement it. And it would be less effective than just paying somebody to do it. So I'm spending all this time, all this energy, all this brain power to get less results whenever I could just pay somebody to do it. Um, so, and I think honestly, with everything that I've done, whether it's the cartoons, the coffee, pretty much anything in my adult life, my, my best skill has been finding people who are better than me and smarter than me <laughs> and more skilled than me at whatever it is I'm trying to do or pursue or finding someone who can, you know, bring, bring this skill to the table because this is what I'm missing. Um, and so I think to anyone who maybe, you know, you want to start a business or start selling anything or whatever, or jump into a creative project, um, even, you know, starting a podcast, if, if you've never podcasted mm-hmm. before, like find people who can kind of help guide you. Um, yeah. and also just jump in, don't be scared to jump in and fail. Cause you're, you're going to have to pivot regardless. But yeah, I, th- I think that's my, my biggest strength in, in my adult life is, recognizing my own weaknesses and finding people who can bring that strength to my weakness. Um, and I say in my adult life because not my, I already knew everything when I was a kid, so I didn't have of to. Course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Once, once I uh, turned into an adult and I wasn't as smart as I was when I was a child, cause I knew everything I, you know, figured out that this is what I need to do is, you know, find a person who's good at this cause I'm weak here. And mm-hmm. I'm strong in this area, so I don't need someone to help here. Um, but yeah, you know, just and and even with the cartoons. So af- after we did um, stuff on YouTube, we worked with Comedy Central for two years. That was like the, the best thing that could have ever happened for us because our cartoons on YouTube, they were funny, but they weren't very good. The animation was terrible. Mm-hmm. The writing wasn't that good. But then, you know, we link up with Comedy Central and we're working with, you know, like, an executive and a couple assistants who, and, and those assistants that we were working with, like they were great at their jobs. They're executives at other networks now and things are going great for them. So, you know, that was again, linking up with people who knew how to write better than us, who knew storyline better than us, who we could learn from to make what we were already doing way better. Like we knew how to be funny, but you know, there's people that we were working with, they were funny too, but not necessarily our sense of humor. So we didn't think they were like super funny, but we knew that they knew what they were talking about whenever it came to storyline and writing and structure. Um, So like we were always, you know, all all ears in explaining, anytime they explained something with this, like this has to happen in this order because of this, like there's a formula to this to keep people engaged. And it's like, okay, we didn't know that. So keep teaching us, please. Like we, we got, we got a, we got a masterclass over the, over that two years. And it was like, it was more valuable than going to college for four years for animation and TV writing, like by far. Wow. So. Do you think that, that you learning the skill of finding people that are, that are better than you at skills, do you think that had to do with the fact that you and your brothers were best friends and you kind of learned off of each other? Do you think that kind of opened you up a little bit to hearing others' opinions? I don't think so, honestly, because I think me, me and my brothers, it was, it was a very competitive household growing up and it wasn't a lot of listening and sharing opinions and ideas at all. 
I, I think it was just more so. I, I think that was a lesson I had to learn the hard way. Um, I, I remember my first job and I worked at a grocery store. I, I started working there like five days after I got my driver's license. Um, and so there was a moment my first couple weeks where, you know, we were a grocery store. We, we accepted like WIC and EBT and those things. And I didn't know how to process those payments. And I thought I did. (laughs) (laughs) So there were like a handful of days and where, you know, it's just like three days in a row of I'm just doing this all wrong. So the store is not getting the money from the WIC checks like they're supposed to. They're not getting EBT money. I'm just doing everything Mm -hmm. completely wrong. And it's like, my boss is like, hey, you're doing this all wrong, dude. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I thought you did it like this. He's like, no. (laughs) It's like, if you need help, tell me. Tell, call someone. We don't care. It's fine. Just let us know. So I think that that was the first lesson of, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that it's okay to ask for help. And especially because, like, I grew up from somewhat of a broken home. My parents got divorced when I was, like, six. And me and my brothers were split up. My two older brothers lived with my dad. My two younger brothers lived and I lived with my mom. And my stepdad, my mom eventually remarried. He was a truck driver. So he was gone all the time. So I was the man of the house. And I, I was used to always, you know, being independent and not mm-hmm. asking for help. Um, so that, you know, that, that was like first lesson and, you know, really that sometimes you don't know anything when you think you do. (laughs) And so I think just like that, that was the first big one. And then there's just, you know, a handful of other ones afterwards, you know, through the leading up to, um, everything else that's going on. But yeah, I don't. I don't think the household. If anything, growing up in the household that I grew in had an adverse effect on it. it made me think I knew too much when I didn't. <laughs> but um, yes, but yeah, that was you know after once, and I used to have a really big ego when I was a kid. Like I, I thought I was like so cool. I thought I was like you know just the bee's knees, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get older and you just don't care about it anymore. You don't care about being cool. You don't care about what anyone thinks about you. You don't have the need to show off. You just quit mm-hmm. kind of caring about all the stuff that you thought people cared about that they didn't care about actually anyway and 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 you also humble yourself and i think another big moment was when we were working with comedy central in in the beginning it was tough because we're getting all these notes and you know we we thought okay we're obviously funny we got all these views on youtube we got our show picked up by comedy central like we know what we're doing but then there was somewhere along the line working with Comedy Central that we had this big realization. No, we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like we kind of know, but not well enough. We just know how to be funny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so working with Comedy Central helped also. But yeah, it's just, you know, le- lessons that you just kind of learn as you go through life. And those are lessons that hopefully you can learn sooner rather than later. And I got lucky enough to not learn them too late. <laughs> I love that. Not learn them too late. But honestly, I can honestly say that I can tell that you have a lot of passion for what you do and that you have a lot of drive and desire to succeed. Because I mean, you said within three weeks of you just coming up with the idea to make the coffee and distribute it to others, you were already having the product out there and had the, <laughs> the, the website up to sell it. So yeah. not a lot of people would do that. A lot of people yeah. would like, let me research a little bit. Let me do this. But mm-hmm. Like you said, COVID, you had a lot of time. And, and, and I, yeah, I did have a lot of time. And, and I was researching. I was researching as much as I could about date seeds, date coffee, dates in general. Um, but 
yeah, when I say like I pretty much didn't sleep for those three weeks, I was literally staying up till 2 a.m. and getting up at 6 a.m., building the website, making sure everything was falling in line and ready for launch. Um, and, and I did kind of the same thing with the cartoons when, when we decided to make cartoons, you know, we were putting out episodes on YouTube twice a week and that's really extreme grueling work because animation is very time consuming, very tedious. And, um, you know, we were putting out an episode, we'd put out Monday's episode and whenever Monday's episode got released on YouTube, we would immediately spend a bunch of time nonstop on social media blasting it telling people about mm -hmm. it directing people to it um and then we'd wrap that up get to work on thursday's episode we'd write it rewrite it maybe another one do voiceovers um and then start animating and some a lot of times we wouldn't get thursday's episode done until late wednesday night or even early thursday morning oh. um because we were we were working like someone else was trying to do the same thing we were doing and try to take it from us and they, they probably weren't but it, it felt like too big of a risk to take um, with, with what we were trying to accomplish. And there, there were lots of nights where, you know, we're trying to meet deadlines and my brother and I are animating and I'd be like, yo, man, I, I can't stay awake anymore. I'm, I'm taking a nap. I'd be like, wake me up whenever you can't sleep anymore. I'll finish it. So I'd, you know, take a nap for mm -hmm. three hours and then it's, you know, four o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, five, whatever. And my brother be like, yo, I can't, I can't stay awake anymore. I need you to finish the episode. I'm like, all right, well, all right, cool. I, I feel good enough. I got a little refresher. I'll get up and finish this episode. <clears throat> can't tell yeah. you how many times, can't tell you how many times I've fallen asleep at my desk working, Imagine. woke up a couple hours later and got back to work. Wow. I don't do that anymore. But <laughs> now I prioritize sleep and I'm at a position where, you know, it's, found a better balance in my life and mm -hmm. I, I can be more productive throughout the day if I have a better night's sleep and I have my routine consistently. But yeah, in the beginning stages and especially, you know, I was, when we started the cartoons, I was, when, when we really started working like that, I, I, I just turned 25. So I was like 24, 25, didn't have a girlfriend. I don't have any kids. So when, when you're in a position like that, like you can really, really mm -hmm. hustle and make some moves didn't even have a pet to take care of. <laughs> so <laughs> like, when, you, when you have that going for you, um, you can really, you'd be surprised at how much work you can actually get done. Yeah, I love that. Our time is almost up. Is there one last little nugget that you want to leave people with? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I would say, <clears throat> I, I'm going I'm to leave you with this. I think this is probably the best piece of advice I've gotten in my life. And so when I was a freshman in college, I had a professor tell me to think backwards, which means think about your destination before you think about the path. Think about where you want to be and you can figure out how to get there. You, you can't go somewhere. If, you can't go anywhere if you don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. but, if, but if you know where you're going, you can, you can take steps backwards to figure it out. It's like going through a maze, right? For some reason, it's easier to just start at the end and work your way back. But so like when we did the stuff on YouTube, our goal was to to work with Comedy Central and get a show um, with them. So it was like, OK, that's our goal. How do we get there? OK, we got to know the people that we got to form a relationship with them. But before that, we got to have content. And, you know, there's a bunch of other steps to them simplifying it for time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
so get the content out and then we can you know find a way to connect with them and then go from there but that that was basically the process but yeah so think think backwards think about where you want to where you want to end up and and then you can figure out how to get there so i'll leave you with that i love that now tell people where they can find you at yeah so if if you want to find me personally the best place is probably social media instagram uh my handle is trenton hudson um and i'm i'm probably more responsive there than anywhere else and i don't i don't give out my email because my email's already backloaded and <laughs> over, <laughs> over overflowing but i i respond to instagram messages so any questions comments whatever um that's where you can find me personally uh the coffee yeah cormacafe.com it's cormacafe on all the social media sites so instagram cormacafe twitter cormacafe facebook but yeah, that's where you, and if you ever do want to check out the the cartoons, uh, go to Instagram and you can search Riot Comedy. Um, but yeah, that's that's the the best place to find out wh what I'm doing. And do you ship the coffee? Of, how how far do you ship it out, or where? Yeah, so so we we ship we ship nationwide, all all fifty states, and that's uh, free shipping if you're in America. So we, we do ship worldwide. Like if if our government lets us ship to you, you can get it. You got to pay for shipping though if you're overseas. But yeah, free, free shipping all across America. And the price point for the coffee, just in case people are wondering. Yes. So the, uh, the coffee is $19.99 and it comes in like a pretty, pretty standard sized coffee bag like this. Um, also, your first order, uh, we give you 20% off. And yeah, if, shipping is always free. I love that. And is there one coffee that you recommend more than others? One is your favorite besides the pumpkin? Oh, yeah. The, the, so I'll, I'll say the, the classic blend is my favorite. But when I first started making all this, the toasted coconut was all I used to drink. And mm -hmm. then just like the more I started drinking the classic, the I was, I, I'm addicted to it. And I drink it like almost every morning, but the toasted okay. coconut's like a, a nice little switch up every now and again. I love that. I wish I had some right now to drink. It'd be so cool <laughs> in the segment. So Trenton, I want to thank you so much for coming on and guys, just look at what he did. He took something, a health crisis that he was going through and created a company from it. So don't ever think that you can't do something. And I applaud you and I can't wait to see you on. Do you think you'll ever be on supermarket shelves or do you think you'll just stay on the website? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm working on that. I, I just happened to make a deal happen with a broker on the East Coast and I'm working on one with a distributor on the West Coast. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm in like random kind of stores scattered across America, a lot of little like smaller health food stores and things like that. But yeah, supermarkets are on the way. And uh, yeah, I, I just got in to take those bigger steps to really kind of blow this thing up. But yeah, it's coming, coming. I don't, I don't want to give an exact date and, and miss it, but pro probably either either end of this year or, or very beginning of, of next year. And it also goes to show that something good can come out of COVID as well, because you would have not even thought about creating this company or had the time to create facts, the company. Facts, facts, all that. Yep. So Trenton, thank you so much for coming on. And guys, I will put in the show notes where you can find Trenton as well as where you can find his coffee. And if you taste it, please, please come share with him and share with me that you tasted it because I, I know he would love your feedback on it. I would. Go, go leave a review. Most of the reviews on our website are good. There's a couple ones that aren't, but you know, there's, there's always going to be people that don't like it. We don't delete those. We want it to be real. See, that's another thing. <laughs> you want to be real. You want to, you could easily go back and just delete some of the reviews that aren't that great but you choose to leave them up which i love yeah, that always so guys be blessed and most importantly remember keep chatting
chats from the blog cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode.